Welcome to the Hypnosis Chat. I'm your host, Lisa Finn. I've experienced firsthand the power of hypnosis, and I want to share this amazing tool with everyone who will listen. My goal, my mission is to show the world you can change your thoughts to change your life. And that's what I'm doing, one person at a time. So let's get to it. Today, I want to talk about the mind. We have four components of our mind. They are the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind, the conscious mind, and then the critical factor. And these parts work together to determine how our brains systemize our bodily functions, our thought processes, and our emotions. And each part also has a protective factor that's always at work. So let's first talk about the unconscious mind. This is a part of the brain that handles all of your bodily functions that you don't even think about. It's your autonomic nervous system. It's your reflexes. It's your instincts. This part of the mind controls things like when your heart is beating, your breathing, your digestion. It's the thing that makes you flinch when something is thrown at you and how you swat away at a bug when you feel something on you, when you feel that bug on you. So all those automatic things that your body does that you don't even really think about. Now, the unconscious mind is difficult to retrain, but it is possible with hypnosis. The most well-known example of retraining the unconscious mind is Pavlov's dog. You may have heard this story before. Dr. Pavlov noticed that his dog salivated, which is a function of the unconscious mind, right before he fed them every day. So he decided to do an experiment, and it showed that by repeatedly ringing a bell before feeding the dogs, he was able to train the dogs to unconsciously start salivating at the sound of the bell rather than at the presence of the food. And this is a perfect example of how classical conditioning of the unconscious mind works. So we have classical conditioning. We have self-hypnosis, hypnosis, and hypnotherapy, all of which can help us to re-educate that unconscious part of our mind to accept new patterns. I see this with my clients who suffer with anxiety The feeling of anxiety is a physical sensation in the body. So let's say it presents as a churning stomach or sweating when we have a presentation at work. By the time the client comes to see me, that churning stomach and sweating has become automatic. It can happen just at the thought of giving the presentation or just looking at the PowerPoint. So even when my client is safe and secure and alone in their office, this person will have that churning stomach or that sweating just at the thought of giving a presentation. With hypnosis, we can retrain the body and the mind not to go into that anxiety mode, not to have that churning stomach and sweating at the mere thought of the presentation or the sight of that PowerPoint presentation. The unconscious mind is the part of you that generates how emotions actually feel in your body, the physical vibration that comes with each emotion. So butterflies in your stomach because you're happy, or a tight chest because you're feeling sadness. Each emotion has its own physical feeling or vibration, and it can be different for each of us. Those physical attributes attached to emotions are what generally we call feelings. 
This is how our body is able to communicate that our brains are experiencing certain emotions. These feelings are generated from the primitive part of our brain known as the reptilian brain. This is where we get that fight, flight, or freeze reaction. This part of the brain was meant to protect us. And it does things that we are not even aware of, like fighting infections, reacting with our physical reflexes, and calling on our survival instincts for safety. The next part to discuss is the subconscious mind. This is the part of your brain that contains who you really are, all of your habits, behaviors, beliefs, your programs, and even your personality. So when we're born, our subconscious mind starts out empty, basically a blank slate. As we go through life, we start to build a database of information. All the experiences we have, all the habits and beliefs we learn fill that blank slate. We learn from our environment, what we are exposed to, what the social norms are in our family and our culture. For the first seven years of a child's life, he or she is basically in a theta brainwave state, a hypnotic state. So all of this information can be easily learned and absorbed. This is how our personality is developed and our program's beliefs and habits are created. Once we have those beliefs and habits in our subconscious mind, they can be resistant to change, which is both positive and negative. Positive because it creates consistency and personality, but negative when you want to make changes. The subconscious mind can be changed in two ways. First, repetition. But this takes time and the repetition must be done over and over, so lots of effort. The second way is through hypnosis, which taps directly into the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is the area of the brain that generates emotions. Something happens, we have a thought, and that thought triggers an emotion in our brain. I had a client who was driving home from work on a dark rainy night. Her thought was, I can't see. And her belief became driving at night is dangerous. Then her subconscious mind generated the emotion of fear. In response to this emotion, her unconscious mind then generated the vibration in her body to fear. When she felt fear, her heart started racing and she started sweating, feeling on the verge of tears. So you see, this is an example of how our thoughts and beliefs from our subconscious mind create our emotions and our feelings, those vibrations in our body. One interesting thing is that the subconscious mind seems to be unlimited in capacity. No one has ever filled it up. And unless there's a disease or trauma to the brain, you can always learn new information. And that database of information is always accessible to us. Think about how even people in their oldest years can tell you things about their childhood. In hypnosis, it's very easy to access this database of information in the subconscious mind, and then we can create real lasting changes. The protective functions of the subconscious mind are to protect against known dangers and to motivate you to fulfill your needs. If you sense danger, it creates fear to motivate you to change the situation to keep yourself safe. 
Sometimes these protective functions work overtime or form irrational thoughts. This creates the fears of things like mice or spiders, driving at night or in the snow, public speaking or being on camera. Our brains are just trying to protect us from a perceived danger. And most fears do have some basis in truth. Mice do carry disease and spiders can bite you. If you can't see or control your car, you might crash. We might mess up and embarrass ourselves on stage. So sometimes we need to override that protect, protective factor. In hypnosis, we can reframe the risk and the danger associated with the fear. And we bring in the next part of the mind, the conscious mind. The third part of the mind that I'm going to talk about today is the conscious mind. This is the part of us that thinks and focuses on the present moment. Right now, you are consciously focusing on my voice. I could talk about the past and the conscious mind would access your memories to refocus on the past. Or we could talk about the future, like how you might use hypnosis to create changes that make you think about the future. But it's helpful to see the conscious mind as what you are thinking about right now. The conscious mind is logical. It's analytical. It's the problem-solving part of your brain. It has the ability to assess a situation and use your experience to come up with an answer. For example, working through a math problem uses the conscious mind. When you're giving the problem 2 plus 2, thanks to your experience, you know that equals 4. Or you know that you could count on your fingers to be sure of the answer. Either way, you are creating a solution based on the information you already know. Whereas the subconscious mind may be unlimited, the conscious mind has been heavily researched to show that it can only hold about seven to nine bits of information at a time. This is why making big, meaningful changes consciously usually fails. Too many things happen throughout our day that we have to think about for one of those seven to nine bits of information to be designated to one idea. A good example of this is when someone that wants to stop biting their nails. He knows he wants to stop, and he often reminds himself that he does want to stop. But then he sees that it's 4.55, and he starts thinking about how he's almost done with work. And then he starts thinking about needing to go to the store on the way home. What's for dinner? Maybe I'll make spaghetti. Do I have noodles at home? I don't. I need to get some. I also need to get oregano. Oh, and toilet paper. And dish soap. And before you know it, all the seven and nine bits of information are all about his shopping list. And without even realizing it, he's biting his nails as he makes a mental list. The subconscious habit has kicked in. Quieting the conscious mind is why hypnosis works so well. Because hypnosis accesses your subconscious and the bigger database so that you can change the habits, beliefs, and especially those limiting beliefs that have held you back. Instead of waiting and hoping for conscious repetition to create a strong enough pattern in your subconscious mind, hypnosis allows the conscious mind to take a break and allow the subconscious mind to directly accept the beliefs and changes that you want to stick. Now, the protective function of the conscious mind is that it is constantly protecting you from perceived danger based on rational and analytical thought. 
For example, if you smell smoke, your conscious mind knows to look for fire and to make sure things are safe and secure before going back to whatever you were doing previously. Now, the last part of the mind that I'll talk about is called the critical factor. Information is communicated between the conscious and subconscious mind through the critical factor. It's like a gatekeeper to our habits and beliefs. As new information is presented to us, the new information is first recognized by our conscious mind. Then it gets compared with the database of your subconscious mind by the critical factor. The critical factor takes this new information and looks for previous data in our subconscious. Then it does one of two things. It reinforces or supports this new information, seeing a connection and accepting it into the subconscious database with meaning. Or it rejects the ideas for conflicting with beliefs that are already in there. But it still saves the details without attaching any real meaning or having any real effect on us. Think of that saying, in one ear and out the other. That is a critical factor at work. Dismissing information that is rejected by the subconscious mind. Information has to make it through the critical factor to become a belief in our subconscious and really solidify in that huge database of information as a belief. This is why it's so hard to change limiting beliefs and habits. Our critical factor wants to protect what is familiar and not necessarily what's best for us. Hypnosis helps us work with the critical factor to reframe our beliefs and habits to align with what we do know is best for us. Using hypnosis, we can free ourselves from the familiar but harmful patterns that are no longer serving us. The critical factor's protective function is that it prevents us from constantly changing and building patterns of morals, beliefs, habits, and ethics. So how does hypnosis use this? Hypnosis is defined by the Society of Pathological Hypnosis as a state of consciousness involving focused attention and reduced peripheral awareness characterized by an enhanced capacity for response to suggestion. Reduced peripheral awareness means that we are quieting the conscious mind and the critical factor in order to allow our subconscious mind to accept those suggestions that we actually want. This is what an enhanced capacity for response to suggestion actually means. With hypnosis, we have a greater ability to make the thoughts that we want to have stick in a lasting and effective way. So there you have it, the four components of our minds, the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind, the conscious mind, and the critical factor, and how they all work together to bring us what we know, what we believe, and who we are. If you'd like to learn more about hypnosis, check out my other episodes of the Hypnosis Chat and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Lisa Fan Hypnosis. Thanks for joining me today. If you are ready to finally make the change you've always wanted, schedule a free consultation with me at lisafinhypnosis.com and we'll chat about how hypnosis can help you. That's what I have for you today. Bye for now.